All right, I wanted to be super corny and play money, money, money from ABBA, but I mean, nah. Oh, Let's leave you should that. Should have done it. <laughs> <laughs> that too much. That would be so cringy. Where's Juno? Of course, every Thursday he graces us with his presence, <laughs> and he comes to rock us back to reality when it comes to our finances. Okay, with the budget speech just released last week, Wes, there's so much information there, and there were lots of numbers. You know, percentages, acronyms like GDP. What are some of the key takeaways? Ooh, so there really was a lot there, a lot of information. So I think the best thing that anyone can do is actually just go and read, go and read articles. Um, it depends on what you want to focus on. You know, d- d- maybe you're a doctor, and so you're yeah. interested in NHI and the health bill, or you are your your area of focus is somewhere else. So get a get a broad perspective. Hear what different people have to say. But generally, the budget came in this amidst this backdrop of um, government having committed to certain expenditure. It's quite easy to know what you're going to spend on. A lot more difficult to know how much money you're going to get in and there's a shortfall. So they, they're going to spend more than the amount of taxes that we raise and, and that's the problem and that's sure. why uh, from where we feel it as taxpayers, it's been a very, very tight budget yeah. with not a lot of relief. Alright, so from a taxpayer's perspective, uh, that'll be affecting us all. So I, I think one you know the the one thing we all want to know about uh, normally is syntaxes which went up i think we spoke about it briefly last mm. week and the other one we're we're all interested in is, is personal taxes so what were the major changes okay so syntaxes which is the duties on cigarettes and alcohol that went up by i can't remember it was eight or nine percent mm. but you know we might moan about that but in reality governments around the world they actually try to do their best to measure a nation's tax morality. So, and it's something that they, it's a terminology that they use, uh, which is the Laffer curve. Mm. And we're going to speak about that a little bit more later on. But in effect, broadly, people do realize that cigarettes and booze are ultimately bad for your health mm. and can have damaging effects on society, which is, that's why colloquially they're called syntaxes. So, People don't generally mind paying more for these items or, let's say it this way, governments don't have an issue in increasing the taxes Mm. on them because the argument is that if they force people to pay more, then maybe some people won't now buy more alcohol or cigarettes or sugary drinks and that's actually going to have a better health effect on our society and it's the same logic like i said with sugar tax and carbon tax so by making these things more expensive government is actually trying to discourage excessive consumption of them which is going to be good for the environment and the healthcare system so there really is some major thought that goes into which taxes should they increase, which should they decrease, and which should they hold steady. And that brings us to the personal income tax. So here, we often hear about something called fiscal drags. I just want to explain that terminology that maybe you've heard. What is it? Um, and what it is, is it's a, it's a stealth tax. So what I mean by stealth tax is it's quite a subtle tax that we we don't really realize and um, that we actually end up paying more tax so there's a few ways that government can make you pay more tax the most obvious is they can say we're going to increase the tax rate so if you were yeah. paying 20 percent now you're going to be paying 25 percent now another way that they can 
get the exact same effect without making it so blatantly obvious is they can just not increase the tax brackets. So as you get a salary increase and you're earning more, you automatically pushed into mm. a higher tax bracket. So you might have sat there and thought, oh, the tax rates didn't increase. That's great. Well, actually, you're going to pay more tax via fiscal drag because you, you inflation, you're getting more a higher salary and um, pushes you up. Mm. And the other way that they did it was they didn't increase the rebates that we get. So every year, normally, the first kind of, um, well, when you work out your tax, there's like a, almost a 17, 18,000 rand rebate that's deducted off your tax. And every year that goes up. This year it didn't go up. So now, even if you didn't get an increase, you will pay more tax mm. than last year. You won't go into a higher tax bracket, but your rebate will be smaller. So it's, we, we've all been hit that way um, and we've been hit stealthily. So there's no escaping it. I mean, that's... <laughs> That's actually what we want to say. Okay, so you mentioned something called the Laffer Curve earlier. What is it? Why is it important? Okay, so that's something that uh, economists and people who study tax and set policy, they use it to measure the relationship between tax rates and the amount of money that governments can collect. And it's not the straight line. So it's not like government can just go, all right, we need more money, so um, we're going to increase taxes. Mm. And if we increase taxes, we will get more money. It doesn't work like that. It's actually a curve, and it gets to a point where if people cannot see how their tax money is being spent, that the more you raise taxes, the less money government will actually get. Because people will start to say, I I really, I don't like how my tax is being spent. I'm going to look for ways to actively pay the least amount of tax that I can. And that could be quite aggressive uh, tax structuring or even maybe illegal kind of tax evasion. But the point is that it'll push them to a point where they will start to take action to not pay tax. So um, governments do look at this. And like I said, it's, it's actually tied in to people's trust of government and government's morality. So he has that easy example that we spoke about. People generally won't mind paying more tax for sin taxes because they they understand that there would be a benefit to society ultimately. But for personal income taxes, if they can't see the benefit, then they will look to not pay that tax. And we have a committee called the Davis Tax Committee that mm. kind of looks at, okay, right, if we need to increase taxes, which taxes are we going to increase? Which ones are going to be fair for everyone to increase uh, globally? You know, how do our tax rates compare? How competitive are we as a country? And so if we look at another example, that a few years ago, our VAT rates increased, but there was a lot of debate around whether they should do that. And yeah. the reason is because VAT is a consumption tax. So it doesn't matter if you earn a salary or not. Every single person pays VAT when you're buying bread or what, whatever it is. So it affects the majority of people and it affects the poor disproportionately. So now if you want to just go, hey, we need more uh, tax, let's increase the VAT rate. It's going to be an unfair tax on the poor. Um, and it's actually just going to be quite a political risk to do that. So those are the things that, that governments and policymakers yeah. look at. When was the last time they, they increased the VAT? I think it was... Maybe oh, three or four or five years yeah, ago. Yeah, maybe five years ago. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Yes, so it was It was actually an interesting time. Okay, it must be interesting to hear some of those discussions hey, that you mentioned, but are there any other key issues they are chatting around? Yeah, so, so briefly, if we use VAT again, I think just for some context, it's good to know that mm. we are actually quite low at 15% compared to um, the UK, as an example, which is at 20%. Sure. 
So um, in terms of our corporate tax rates, so our companies, we're at 27%, which is maybe a little bit high comparatively to other kind of corporate tax rates around the world. Mm. But there is a global drive now to start collecting money from companies that are set up in low tax jurisdictions. So often companies will set up headquarters in Bermuda or the Channel Islands or the Cayman Islands, and they don't really operate there, mm. but because their head office is there, they, they enjoy the benefits of a very low tax rate. And so there's a lot more cooperation now between governments and countries all around the world to say, hey, that's not actually on. Uh, our countries are losing out. So they're going to work together to try and tax these, country, these companies in low tax jurisdictions and like I say that's that's a lot of the work that the Davis Tax Committee does mm. to kind of look at these worldwide trends and establish fairness and equality in the South African context. Very very interesting thank you Wes. Okay so that was actually just a general summary of the tax implications for the new tax year so as well as a bit of understanding as our government comes up with these decisions uh, if you were you know just tuning in now good morning my name is Anal and it's finance chat with or money talk with Wes. He does this every Thursday and he just unpacked the, the budget speech of last week. So if this was, you know, illuminating for you and you would maybe have some tax questions that you still need answered, please get in contact with Wes. It's Wes, W-E-S at G-D-A dot C-O dot Z-A. And uh, yeah, we'll ha- be having his info up on our Facebook as well. And if you missed it totally and you can't get to the Facebook now, send me a WhatsApp in studio and I'll send his number to you. Thank you, Wes. Oh, cheers now. Yo, hope you have a liquor, liquor weekend. <laughs> Bye.